Ladies and gentlemen, can I please have your attention? I've just been handed an urgent and horrifying news story. And I need all of you to stop what you're doing and listen. People should not be afraid of their governments. Governments should be afraid of their people. Tell me what's worse than learning all that you led to believe was all horse crap. They distort so question as if you Warshack. Horsemen force men and they've long been having the course mapped. It ain't that you can't see, cause you can find it home, just that you don't want to. You cope by putting the blinders on. I've been trying to find some kind of way, but I've kind of known that y'all would rather whine and lash to nonsense cause your mind is gone. I can't save every person in politics and it's bringing the worst out the very earth. And every perk of living on this turf is being chipped at and nerfed, but I can't sit back and lurk. I've got to hit back, I'm certain it's my purpose. It's a beautiful thing to the underground podcast. Yes. This is oh, Joseph Nations. I'll hear my co-host David Lacey. Joseph saving my life today because I <laughs> I clearly cannot remember how to to start this show. Uh, yes, I've always wanted to open a podcast. <laughs> this is the underground for August twenty third, twenty twenty one. It's the day that we are recording. Obviously, all of you will be hearing this after that date, but. I like to put the date in there so you guys have some sort of idea of when we are speaking on the topics that we're speaking on and uh, just kind of, especially because uh, we have a couple people who listen to them later, you know, like they, mm-hmm. they like to kind of catch up on on things. Um, so yeah, here we are. It's another week. Joseph, how are you doing? I'm doing well, man. I was going to say, uh, most everyone else will be listening to this starting tomorrow except for our nsa agent and our fbi agent so oh, yeah hello to them <laughs> uh, <laughs> hello spooks <laughs> uh but yeah man i'm doing well you know this weekend's been just a good relaxing weekend got to uh, hang out with some friends friday night and that was nice uh super spreader event was really good uh <laughs> been to a few of those recently <laughs> <laughs> i've been to a lot of them bro um, I guess I'm not a loving Christian. Oh, uh, anyway, no. <laughs> just we're going downhill fast. Yeah. Oh God! <laughs> <laughs> but uh, Saturday and Sunday were pretty nice. Saturday was relaxing, didn't really do anything, which I needed a day not to do anything. And then Sunday went to church, and then came back and hung out for the rest of the day. And then today just work in the podcast. So yeah, how about you, man? How have you been? Oh, not bad. Uh, I was telling you before the show that I'm picking up an extra day going to the gym. Um, I just really like it. I always like the way that I feel after I get done at the gym. Mm. Um, yeah, the first two, I don't know if it was true for you, but the first two weeks kind of suck out for me. It's the mm. first week sucks. Um, once I get past that first week, it starts to feel good. It hits me a little later. Yeah. So I'll, I'll be good maybe for the first, really maybe up until the first month. Mm-hmm. And that's when sort of like the psychological warfare starts, if you will. And that's how I just, that's how I am with any sort of new thing. Uh, I got to get for, through that first month. Mm. Um, and I, they I say know, it takes three, 21 days to make a habit. Yeah. And I, I generally agree with that. I, I think there's exceptions. I don't think it's like a hard rule that that's no. the case. Um, hard. <laughs> but. <laughs> But yeah, so just doing that, uh, you know, this, man, last week was busy in the world. So, I mean, we got a lot to talk about. Um, Doesn't but, everything feel 
uh, I was talking about this with my wife this past weekend, actually, just everything feels so crazy and feels so dark. It almost feels as if we're on the verge of some type of collapse. It's, it's really weird because those thoughts go through my mind, but then I walk outside and it's just Mm -hmm. like, Oh, okay, here we go. You know, it's like it's. It almost feels like we're uh, we're in the Hobbit, and everything's fine, but the shadows brewing in the east. You know. Yeah, uh, Australia is now Mordor in this uh, analogy. Yes, I assume. Yes. <laughs> yes, and the Prime Good Minister Lord. Sauron. <laughs> well, Joseph, before we get into our topics for the week, do you want to l- just uh, let everybody know how they can help support the show slash whatever. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I will. So the best thing that you can do is to share our podcast on social media or text messaging, whatever you prefer. Uh, tell your family, tell your friends. Uh, you can find us on YouTube, on Odyssey, anywhere you listen to podcasts. We're available everywhere. So just tell everyone, you know, that's the best thing that you can do. We use a value for value model system here. So it's just like the No Agenda podcast, which is where we got it from, which is your time, talent and treasure. And so it's basically whatever value you feel like you're getting from me and David, uh, you can donate $5 if you feel like it's $5 worth. Um, you can donate five Bitcoins. Uh, that Bitcoin will be coming soon. <laughs> yeah, five Bitcoin, do it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, let's do five Bitcoin. Um, uh, and so it's just a way for us to uh, be able to provide value for y'all. Um, if you don't want to support it monetarily and you have a unique skill or talent, uh, you can, it can be artwork. It could be audio editing, um, you know, sending us clips, articles that you find interesting and say, Hey, you know, do we cover this on the podcast? If it's interesting enough or we feel like it's, um, good enough, we'll definitely do it. Uh, other than that, you know, again, telling your friends and your family is the best way you can support our podcast, you know, uh, on the same level as you would probably think of giving money. So. You know, rate us wherever you listen to podcasts, leave a review, and then interact with us. Shoot us an email. Uh, you can find me and David both on Instagram and Twitter by our names. So, yeah. Anything else, David? Did I miss anything? Uh, yeah, just uh, don't don't forget to uh, download the episode. Uh, mm-hmm. it, it just helps. Uh, we can't see who's listening without that. Yeah. So give us some shouts on social you know. media. Let us know you're listening. Uh, yeah, and... um. You know, try some new uh, podcast apps out. It's it's probably time for some of y'all to get off of iTunes if you're still listening to us on there. Yep. Um, their platform is is garbage. Well, uh, if you want any rec- if you want any recommendations, actually went back to them. I actually went what? back to them this week. The uh, to I still have their app on my phone, but I went back. I'm like, what's that podcast? And I found it on here. So then I went uh, to my other podcasting app and found it. Uh-huh. But I'm like, let me go back to Apple and listen to it. And I listened to it. I'm like, man, I just can't. I, I got to go back pl- to my other app. I, I hate their platform. Yeah, I don't like their platform. I can't stand it. Um, so if you guys have... You use PlayaPod, right? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I use that, and then I also have... What was the other... My phone will open. I also have Podverse. Um, Podverse, yeah. The, podcasting 2.0 ha- doesn't seem like it's gone completely... It, it's still not 100% yet, and so a lot of the mm-hmm. apps don't have built-in um, like support buttons yet where you can donate directly to the show from uh, the podcast app, but it's coming eventually. Right. So that, that'll be awesome when that finally happens and we can, uh, that'd be great. 
yeah, we can just tell people like download this app, use this this specific app. It works great, and you can also just directly do- uh, donate to us from there if that's your preferred method. Um, also, uh, since we're still having to use some of these uh, corporatist companies, um, I believe PayPal is accepting crypto now. So if people want to donate to us through with crypto through PayPal. That is a possibility. I still need to open like oh, a wallet, nice. a wallet for us if that eventually happens, um, so that the money's not sitting in PayPal because who knows when they'll finally start like cracking down on. Yeah. Uh, Another reason like why we do the value for value model is so that we can build our own customer base without having to rely on Patreon or these other companies who can, you know, for advertising or anything like that. Because once you take advertising dollars then that's an infringement upon your speech because you're beholden to you know that money whereas really we don't want to be beholden to our customers um exactly which would be you know paying customers (laughs) yeah paying customers Uh, i'm joking i'm half joking (laughs) (laughs) but uh so that's the goal obviously it's not foolproof um with us being up on youtube you know odyssey is a free speech platform uh you know we still have paypal uh but that's the way we're going, trying to just be as decentralized as possible. Yeah. That's, so no one can take us down. That's the key. Decentralization is really the key for the podcast. And it's something that uh, I know both of us want more for our lives in general. Uh, but mm-hmm. this is this is something we can generally control with that. And that's the case. Like, I don't want to sell you pillows. I don't want to tweet something out, interesting out and then have a, a reply to my tweet underneath it where I'm trying to sell you a pillow. I just I I find it gross. I just don't like it. And and I've I've heard the, the Well, I do have a duvet for you, David. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's like, but Dr. Squatch or whatever that soap is, it's great. Yeah, right. You can use our affiliate link that we don't have. Um <laughs> anyway, uh let's go ahead and jump into to these clips. Um okay. we've got I think quite a few this week. And uh we won't spend too much time on them. It, you know, I really just wanted to get some of this stuff out there because Dude, there's a lot of crazy stuff going on in, in the world right now. Um, and let's start with possibly one of the craziest people out there. Uh, we're going to catch up with the Prime Minister of Canada, see what he's he's been up to. Uh, oh. Womp womp. You got it. Uh, the video's not coming up. Where oh, no. Mayday, mayday. Uh, well, we'll just talk about yeah, the hang on. That. Oh, got it. <laughs> Oh, you got it? I got it, I got it, I got it. Oh, Lord. Sorry. Paul Tara Woodley, fight this Sunday. Yeah, here he is. It is exactly the example of the kinds of things you need to do to counter the she she session and turn it into a she covering. Fact is, uh, the conservatives don't talk about that in their lengthy platform. What? What? (laughs) I don't even know if there are any, hardly any conservatives, at least politically, running up there. Yeah, um, I don't. They're all like basically step in toe with him. I, I don't know. Bonjour tout le monde, bienvenue dans le web journal oh, de Radio Québec, édition du 16. Odyssey, what's up, bro? Why <laughs> that autoplay? Oh lord, we're we're starting off great, Joseph. Um, yeah, listen, she covery. <laughs> what? Why? <laughs> I know he looked at there. It was like he's like, oh she, yeah, she. That's she, a smart thing to say. Yeah. Oh, I, I can let them know that i'm i'm so caring it's like 
it's not even like history or what uh amen you know when that person was like a woman <laughs> oh yeah i was after that i was gonna say a woman dude that He's, was so stupid and i i wrote in the show notes that uh after watching that i was like uh justin trudeau has a uh, ted bundy energy <laughs> like so for those of you that maybe don't know like ted bundy especially at the time was considered to be like a very handsome man and mm-hmm. trudeau and I, I yeah for the most part i would tend to agree like he is a handsome man but he's also crazy yeah, he you is know? crazy. Old blackface himself. Uh, <laughs> I forgot about that. Yeah, hey, listen. He, all I'm saying is that I've never dressed up as blackface. You know, neither have I. Uh, and I've and I, you know, it, it makes you wonder if uh, old Joe Biden's um, brain issues are starting to spread to other world leaders. <laughs> <laughs> they're just like, yes, oh, just, I think so. They're just, it's just gibberish, dude. It really is, and the fact that up there in Canada, they just buy right into it without trying to think for themselves. You know, when did I say when, but obviously biblically and then throughout history, we see how people just become, uh, spew out what the government puts out. They don't question things. They're not skeptical. Mm-hmm. And that that's what it leads to. And people are just going to, I remember, uh, what is his name? Is it, is it God or Gad? Um, Sid, yeah, Gadsad yeah. uh, said that based off of everyone that he's been talking to in Canada, they're just going to vote him right back in, go right back, you know, liberal on everything. And I just, I do not understand it. Yeah, I don't get it. Like, well, don't you want something better for yourself? Don't you want freedom? Don't you want to be able to go out and, and do things without having to be like, oh, you can't do this um, unless the government gives you approval? No, just, they don't want that. They literally want someone to rule over them. And it's, safety. it's really interesting. I've had a few conversations with people. It's like, this is that's the story of like of the Israelites as well. Mm-hmm. You know, they, they didn't trust God enough and they went to golden calf that, you know, then that got destroyed. And then eventually they're like, well, we, you know, the, the prophets came along, but that wasn't enough for them. So they demanded a King so that they had a physical representation of God essentially. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that, I, that is, I, I think people dismiss, some of the Old Testament stories uh, and don't look at it from human, like a human nature standpoint that the mm-hmm. Israelites really are a representation of human nature of sin. We would they say really sin, are. but at the same time, there's just, they just do dumb stuff all the time. You know, uh, they get these Kings, the Kings are terrible to them. That King goes away and maybe they're okay for a little while, but then another one comes in and they're terrible and they get captured. And and that's the thing is it's like there is an element of the Bible that's shows kind of the stupidity of human government. Like yeah. humans trying to govern over a group of people when you have something bigger uh, that's trying to show you that better way. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's really fascinating when you kind of dive into those those little elements in there. Um, it does. It, it shows the Bible definitely shows the stupidity of human nature, and humans run governments, and it shows the stupidity of them. Mm-hmm. So, all right. Well, I got another clip for you. Speaking of stupid human nature, people just not knowing what they're talking about. So I'm just going to jump into this one. Okay. Okay. 
can parents look out for maybe language that they use, young, their young sons might be using, or behaviour that they might have? Yes, they can. So there are lots of bits of language that might be red flags referring to people as normies or as triggered. Normies is the word incels use for people outside their community. Uh, triggered, based, cucked, describing being red-pilled or black-pilled, which are words they use yeah. to describe being infiltrated into the ideology. Yeah. And it's worth saying as well that they see this as a kind of conduit to other forms of extremism. It isn't completely separate from far white, white nationalist, white supremacist mm. movements. They actually really you see do. it as a slipway. So parents might see a combination of perhaps also racism creeping in as well. The incel community is a very racist community. This is a racist ideology. And of course, white supremacist is a deeply misogynistic ideology. Yeah. Can parents look? Okay, so I, I feel like I, we got to make sense a little bit of what they're talking about. Um, yeah, what they're saying is that uh, the sunshine shone on the Nazis, therefore if the sunshine shines on you, <laughs> you're a racist. <laughs> I was thinking the same thing. I was like, it's such a stretch. I could do the same thing. I was like, yeah. well, you pick any group of people. I mean, she's been basically trying to say that internet trolls or people on the internet who speak a certain way are incels yep. who are also white. Therefore they are white nationalists without any yeah. sort. They're just like, if they say these words, this is what they are. Yeah. It's, it's, it's like saying all racist people eat pizza. Therefore, if you eat pizza, you're racist. Yeah, exactly. Uh, it, for some saying something like normie and it's the, the hilarity of it, right? Uh, is that like Eric July uh, who, uh, he's black right mm -hmm. he's married mm -hmm. right uh he uses the word normie quite often <laughs> mm -hmm. and probably some of those other terms as well and i love that one guy where where she goes in that that and and you know they're like well he's clearly an incel white supremacist and you're like how is that possible right but then the guy on the screen randomly in that clip he uh she's like talking and she goes and they often use the word cuck and the guy on the screen's like mm, yep been called that before <laughs> 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 yep yep hate those people oh my oh, gosh man, it really is the austin and the the elite the the top of the top just <laughs> them in a the bubble by themselves like, not they they really are in the minority and they don't realize it and again just because you're in the minority doesn't mean that uh you don't hold truth right like there's not the the truth isn't in the minority oftentimes you know you find a lot of times that uh the truth is in the minority but in this situation that's not no and i i even wonder it, it's so funny because she goes oh yes it's like an incel community and the two people sitting across from her I, maybe they just didn't want to seem stupid but i feel like someone should be, oh well what do you mean by an incel yeah simple question that, right? right and for those of you that don't know it, it it's an involuntary celibate which means that you essentially can't get women to be with you or men yeah sure sure yeah just in general in general pe people don't want to be with you sexually if you will or yeah. really it, it, you could take it to in any way that it's like mm -hmm. like it's not and it and it is a uh it's a derogatory a derogatory term but it's yep. also something from like 2015 yep you know at this point i i feel like anybody who's still using the term is kind of saying it ironically Mm -hmm. where it's like, oh, the incels over there or whatever. But they're trying to like 
just make this thing about it. It's it's ridiculous. Um, but those were just a couple of clips that I found that I kind of just this is the way that people are thinking, you know, uh, yeah, it's crazy people, right now. whether just on TV or who are leading countries. Um, but I wanted to get into a couple movie topics. Let's uh, do it before we get into the meat of the show. And uh, well, I guess this is technically part of the meat of the show. And the first thing I wanted to talk about was uh, the Eternals trailer dropped last week. Um, yeah, <laughs> uh, that was good timing. <laughs> I did that on purpose. I'm like, oh, dude, I can't. that was my reaction to it. I was like, ooh, special effects. Ooh, it looks nice. Ooh, it's so <laughs> bland. It really is. I, I don't. Bland. I don't see what people see in it. Um, you know, it's funny because uh, we don't necessarily agree on everything movie related. For the most part, we do. Uh, but, um, I mean, I think like at first I liked the Hobbit and you hated it. No, um, and then like the more I watched it, the more I was like, actually, David was right. This sucks. Uh, Especially. So I, I might use kid gloves on the first one a little bit. I think there's a lot of problems with it, mm-hmm. but it's also the third like 80% the of one. the story. Yes. <laughs> the last 20% of the last two movies. Anyway, anyway, keep going. But uh, but Eternals, man, it just seems it doesn't. There's nothing compelling about it. Kind of like the other one uh, that's coming out. Shang-Chi. Yeah, yeah, that one. Yeah. It's just yeah. And and to be fair, I'll, I'll give Shang Chi the fact that at least it's stylized to some degree. Mm-hmm. It has some kind of thing that it's attempting to do. Now, whether it's doing it well or not is. Uh, first, it kind of yet to be seen. I, I want to watch it, but I'm probably not going to go to the theater to watch it. I, I almost have no. no interest in doing that anymore. I definitely don't care about seeing it uh, opening night or weekend, really. No. But Eternals, I, and I sent you this tech. I sent you this when you. I think you had told me that it, the trailer had dropped last week, and uh, I finally watched the trailer, and it feels like a movie that another studio who was trying to make a movie that looked like a Marvel film made. Yeah. Where it's like, okay, we have superheroes, we have popular uh, actors in it. Uh, this is a property that no one knows about. I And listen, I don't care. <laughs> I don't care who uh, like comes out and proclaims to be like all knowing about Eternals. Those people don't know what they're talking about. They looked it up on Wikipedia. They scrolled yeah. through Wikipedia, read all the highlights, made sure they knew enough to sound like they knew what they were talking about to make themselves My stand apart. I'm just like, who are these people? <laughs> My favorite in the trailer was when they were talking about why they intervened with like Thanos and, and everything else was because uh, the celestial or celestials, one of them in particular, I think the judge uh, told them they could only intervene um, if the deviances did or something like that. I'm just like, oh, brother, come on. Well, and like, someone, that's your reasoning. I don't know if it's true or not because, the, again, we're talking about, like, you know, I always thought Guardians of the Galaxy was a deep cut, but, like, Eternals is a deep, deep, mm-hmm. deep cut. Like, almost, why did you decide to pick these people deep cut? You know what I mean? And there's not that much that's interesting about them, right? At least Guardians had, like, a, a talking raccoon in a tree, Right. You know what I mean? Eternals is just a bunch of random people with laser powers. Like they all have this like light 
laser yep. and some of them shoot it out of their eyes some of them make weapons with it i don't know what half of them are able to do there's not some of them can turn objects in the flowers uh, yeah like what <laughs> there's two starks in the movie they were like it's a good idea if we put uh both rob and uh john snow in this movie yeah that makes a lot of sense to use them in the same property like people will like I'm, that and that's what i'm saying is it feels like something that was not created by people who work at marvel yeah and hopefully it will be a good hopefully it's a good movie i think the problem is is it probably if eternals or what's the other one coming out again what's the same chi shang chi yeah and the ten rings or something like that and the ten rings i'm just gonna call it the ten rings um <laughs> if that came out about five years ago you're probably you know we're probably viewing it different looking at it different but at this point who cares? You know, there's so much fatigue with comic book movies, mm -hmm. um, particularly f with Marvel. Uh, you know, a, a lot of people are expecting just based off of their recent movies uh, for them all to be trash. And hopefully we're wrong. But it's just uh, because of that fatigue and all that stuff. Uh, <laughs> you know, you really got to hit the nail on the head. I mean, Disney, just the way that has been going as a whole, is it's very preachy. It's lazy writing. Mm -hmm. um, the plots suck. The payoffs suck. The the storytelling as a whole, characters and all, just are 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 terrible. Yeah. Just a bunch of lazy writing, and that's just been the main thesis of Hollywood because a lot of these stories are the antithesis to what Hollywood stands for. So. Yeah. Well, and there's what was it there there there's a couple things that are going on, and and I mean they're telling people exactly what the kind of content that they're making now for Marvel where one of the reasons they picked Eternals is because nobody knew what it was so that they could just add the representation into it because mm -hmm. they figured that there would be less uh, backlash. I think Critical Drinker was the one that pointed that out. It was either him or Ner Nerdrotic. Yeah. Because um, Nerdrotic's like crazy into comics. The guy owned like a comic shop for 25 yeah. years or something like that. Um, he knows uh, the stuff. Yeah. And, and so it's, it's one of those things things were you're like you made a movie and made representation the major point and you probably made a bad movie especially if like uh captain or i was about to say captain falcon a uh, falcon and the winter soldier is any indication of the direction that they're going uh because every loki yeah yeah oh. uh I, I couldn't even finish. People are like, oh, did you finish Loki? I was like, no. And I'm like, y'all will get here eventually. I'm just, I, yeah. I swear I'm like just six months ahead of a lot of, of people who are watching That's what it, it feels like, right? Where they're all just like, they're still like, oh, I'm so excited about this stuff. And I'm like, why? <laughs> uh, I, I feel like, honestly, dude, what it is, is it's just because it has good special effects and they don't, there's it, it such nice. generic stuff. They're not thinking about the storytelling. They're not yeah. trying to be offensive here, but it's just they're it's just like mindless people in a movie. Just now, I don't I don't care and watch to necessarily to watch a movie and do that. It, if I am, I don't want it to be preachy. I didn't mind doing that with Mortal Kombat and with Godzilla, and then in L.A. we went to go see Transformers. Sure. Um, sometimes it's nice just to cut out, watch a fun movie, don't think about anything. It doesn't have to be the best, you know, story and, and all this stuff. But at least don't be preachy. At least don't be um, trying to shove something down my throat that uh, consistently yeah. over and over again that I don't agree with. I'm going to say something controversial. Go ahead, do it. 
I think uh, Outer Banks on Netflix is better than 99% of what Marvel's put out in the last couple of years. Oh, I haven't even talked to you about Outer Banks. I think it is too. Bro, I oh god, I feel like I'm I'm uh, I'm saying too much. It's it's 100% my current guilty pleasure. <laughs> I am, I've watched I watched season 1 with Kayla and I watched a few episodes of season 2. She binged it. Um, it's like, say, but she really likes it. It's like Hardy Boys meets Riverdale. That's probably not yeah. even a good because Riverdale kind of sucks now. The first season was kind of fun, and there were like rumors that they were going to start doing like sort of a Twin Peaks style thing with it, and they never did. But it's just a a show about a bunch of twenty uh, year olds who look like this teenagers or, or pretending mm-hmm. to be teenagers, um, just in real life. Their actors are all just like way older than they're. Yeah, pre- they're like thirty. Yeah, uh, and they're like it's like a treasure hunt thing, and you know, there's like murder and mystery and you know they're just kind of trying to make a good show to some degree like there seems and there's some there's some elements of the um of the agenda right a little bit but a little bit it's very small and And it's not the focal point it's not the focus it's not annoying it's not you know yes the their their mixed race friend who is also attractive right She's not just better than all of them at everything, right? In fact, mm-hmm. she's kind of not a good person on the show because she's constantly leading on her friends throughout the whole thing where it's like they, they mention in the show that like she's the uh, – I can't believe we're talking about this. Uh, what is this? What is this? <laughs> I'm sorry, everyone. You did not come here to listen to us go on about this. Talk about that. Or but, but again, from a storytelling but perspective, yeah, she um, she leads all three of them on. Um. And then goes, no, no, we can't do this. We can't be in a relationship because there are rules or whatever. It's mm-hmm. stu- it's stupid reasons, and they all know it. Um, and then it happens even more in the second season with one of the characters in particular. And so, mm-hmm. yeah, I just, I'm being maybe a little controversial with this, but I legitimately enjoy watching that show more than anything Marvel's been putting out recently. Oh, I do too. Um, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed, I would rather watch Love Island, which is my guilty oh, pleasure. God. Uh, the UK edition, by the way, um, uh, more so than what Marvelous put out recently. That's how bad that they have gotten. Yeah. Um, I also I, I went to the movie theater this week and saw Don't Breathe too. Uh, it's not really worth seeing. Uh, it's not. No, it's an unnecessary sequel. They completely ruined uh, the guy who's the villain, and they try to give him this like redemption arc. Uh. And it just always I don't know if you've seen the first one. What is people's obsessions with these redemptive arcs for villains like humanizing them like that? You can't just Dude. have a good villain these days, and you know? Yeah, I think if there had been precedent, like if, if they had done a sequel and sort of got him to a place where maybe he was beginning to understand. But you just have to take kind of these big leaps in logic Mm-hmm. Um, and there just wasn't I enough think, time to make it work correctly. And it after I mean, did we watch this together? The first one, I think we watched maybe the first it's a, one together. It's about the these three teenagers. The first one is they, about these three teenagers who go into a house because they're going to steal money from a blind man, and it turns out he's like a uh, a very scary individual. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, and there, and I don't want to ruin it. I think if people are into sort of suspense thrillers and you have somewhat of a, a strong stomach, because there's some pretty, uh, it gets pretty intense towards the end of the movie. Um, it's not the most violent movie I've ever seen, especially because this is coming from the guy who directed the Evil Dead remake, mm-hmm. which is probably one of the most violent movies that's come out in the past ten years. I mean, it's dude, it's that's it, it's hard, it's pretty hardcore. <laughs> um yeah i I love the first movie it's it's definitely up there as far as like thrillers are concerned and it it has this like we're not you're not trapped in here with us we're trapped in here with you sort of vibe to it because the tables turn pretty quickly on them um but yeah sequel's just not worth seeing it's it's kind of disappointing i I don't know i've i just kind of rehash of the first one no not even i mean they that's probably the one thing they do well is that it's not the first movie again Mm. you know what i mean uh it kind of has vibes about that especially maybe for the first half but they do a pretty good job of separating it from that one but it just i don't know it didn't work it doesn't it doesn't in a movie like that you have to kind of i don't know I haven't obviously I haven't thought about it very much since we saw it last week. It's just it, it's unnecessary. They could have kept this the first one as a standalone film as something that was kind of special in the genre. And they're like, "Well, we need to make a sequel for because it got popular after it was released." There you know, right. after after it's like uh let's make some more money. His, it's the theatrical uh, debut. So, I I don't know. I'm sort of at a loss for movies this year. Really? There's not really anything coming out. Is there any hope uh, for next year? Well, okay, so I don't know if Spider-Man's coming out this year. I'm like, I'll say I'm like kind of interested in seeing it uh, because, you know, they're doing like a multiverse thing. I don't think it's going to be, honestly, I don't think it's going to be very good. I think it'll do well in theaters because people like Spider-Man and so they'll go see Spider-Man. Right. Um, household name, so and it's gonna just have, name alone should carry it. Yeah, it's going to have, Toby Maguire. They're basically like, we're just going to take all of the Spider-Man movies and mash everybody into one movie. I don't know how exactly that's going to work, but then uh, Daredevil's going to be in it from the TV series. So the trailer mm. leaked, and there's a shot of him next to uh, most recent Spider-Man, whose name I've forgotten. Tom Holland. Tom Holland. Um, they're in New York, I think, like in Times Square, and he's there. And I'm like, oh, that's that's cool. Uh, can you bring that show back? Can we have that property? Can can right. it just you know? But of course, they're not going to do any sort of like R-rated stuff anymore with Marvel. Yeah, uh, no, and not you Disney. Need, yeah, you kind of need that for Daredevil and Punisher and uh, more more of the like grounded stuff. Anyway, I uh, just wanted to talk about that a little bit and. I don't know if anybody's right. got any good recommendations for movies. I, for I'm, next year, I'm like desperate. We have man. Lord of the Rings. I'm oh, kind of desperate man. too, as well. Got me rewatching Outer Banks. I'm so desperate. <laughs> I can't find anything in. <laughs> got me watching freaking Love Island. <laughs> oh, brother! I just there's there's just not a lot going on. I'm you know I'm like having to find other hobbies, which I guess is good, but <sighs> yeah, no, not really any. Good movies coming out. Still haven't watched The Green Knight, have you? Oh, no. At this point, I'll have to wait till it's out on uh, digital. You can rent it now for 20 oh, bucks. Oh, uh, no. I'll wait until it's like, it's like a real rental, not yeah. with the fake <laughs> That's rental. That's what I do, too. Yeah. 
Uh, I'm not going to pay 20 bucks if I'm not going to the movie theater to yeah, see this. And the only time they have it running in the movie theater, at least when I looked last week, was at 4.30 in the afternoon. I'm like, well, I work, so I'd have to go at 4.30 on a Saturday, and that doesn't seem like a good use of my time. So Yeah. Man, yeah, I've, I've heard from some people who've seen it that is they thought it was good. Okay. Well, yeah, so. I, I definitely want to check it out. I love A24. Even if the movie turns out to not be great, I love that they're trying to be creative. Mm-hmm. Or they're trying to do something that seems like they understand how to make a movie. <laughs> yeah, right. You just don't get that. You know, everything else is so scientific. And they're like, well, you know, it's like paint by numbers, really, with a lot of stuff yeah. that's been coming out. All right, so let's let's move on to this next topic. This is actually something that's a couple weeks old, and I meant to put it in the show last week and forgot until after the show was over, so I wanted to, to catch up for people who aren't aware of this, but the, the White House was trying to be hip. You know that meme that's like, hello, fellow uh, young people, or whatever it is? Yeah, you know what I'm talking about. This is 100 percent what this uh, oh, yeah. this clip is. Um, so this is one of what a a TikTok influencer who I think works for the White House. It's a little confusing, uh, but he because I think he's just gay. I apologize if this offends anyone for calling him something that he's not. I but I think he's gay. Just that's I think it. He is too. I don't think there's any sort of other stuff that's going on there. It whatever. It, uh, but they put this out, <clears throat> or he did, or this somehow was made it through all of the um, the like okays from people because I assume they have people check this stuff before they're allowed to put it out. But then again, the way that this White House is run, who who knows what's really going on there? So let me uh, let me play this and uh, do it. You guys can cringe along with me. One sec. Democracy's calling. (laughs) See you, Daddy. Bye. Hi, my name is Cooper, and this is a day in my life as a White House intern. We did it, Joe. (laughs) Hey, everyone. Vogue. Usually, I start off with a big coffee. Sorry, they're like really strict in here. Hey, Jenny. I booked you a nail appointment, love. Yeah, I didn't tell you to do that. It's called Initiative. (laughs) Hi, White House. This is Cooper. Mm, I don't think so. Oh, doesn't matter. This is actually the entrance to the West Wing. This is so fun and it's really prestigious. Hey, POTUS. Is Olivia Rodrigo still here? No. We've come a long way in our fight against this virus. We've vaccinated 160 million Americans. Are you getting this all down? Don't worry, queen. It's all right here. Cooper. Sorry, Miss Jen. And Jen, don't forget to have fun. Spirit fingers, mama. We need to get shots in the arms of every single American. I'm heading to a haircut. Comment if you want me to make more of these. Uh, One sec. Oh, sorry. All right. Uh, All right. So. It's definitely propaganda. Oh, yeah. A a couple of things. (laughs) I do not. I don't want this to be about person right no uh, i haven't even looked did they turn the comments off on the, no they're on uh tiktok is a threat <laughs> <laughs> i'm sorry i just read that first comment yeah. wow trump was right tiktok is a threat yeah the comments aren't all that great that one was okay but the rest of them are just like oh 
this is where your taxpayer dollars are going. It's like, yeah, that's, I guess that's true. But sometimes people have some funny stuff in there, but yeah, it just, he's legit a, uh, intern there. Yeah. He's there. I believe he's their social media intern, Mm. uh, whatever that means. And, uh, I don't know. There's just, there's a lot in there. Obviously there's the, Oh, there's, uh, the jab talk and it kind of, is a really bad look for Jin Pisaki or Saki, however you say your name. Saki. And um, because, you know, it's like, this is the guy that you have helping you. It's like, well, it's kind of starting to make sense why you never know anything. <laughs> it's just that kind of stuff. Yeah, where right. You're like, what? It makes it seem like it. So it I don't comes know. across I mean, as dumb, as uh, non informative. I get they're trying to have fun unsophisticated like this is what you're putting out to the world what do you think like these these other countries are laughing at us you know what i mean oh i wonder if it's the just ta- and i'm, I'm sure laughing the taliban has seen this by now <laughs> oh dude the taliban's just scorching dude the, Tal- America. the like, taliban has I a, sorry go ahead go, no you go ahead i'll say the taliban has a better social media presence than the white house yes they do they they understand that culture Better than the current administration in the White House does. <laughs> yes, they do. <laughs> Some of the stuff they put out are just like, oh, shoot. I know. It's, you know. I shouldn't laugh at this. I know. Oh, man. It's, I mean, obviously, we don't. I'm not even going to say that. Yeah. But well, yeah, the it's, Taliban it's has really, a, I was gonna say a better re- sense of social media than our White House does. It's really funny, too, because people go, how is the Taliban still on there if Trump is? And I'm like, shut up. You're going to get the Taliban taken off Twitter. It's like people who constantly want people to be taken off Twitter can't find any enjoyment in anything. No, they can't. They, at all. Take everything. Look again. Again, I understand things should be taken serious, but how, like be lighthearted, people. I found it funny when... Uh, <laughs> China put out. If you ever feel useless in your life, <laughs> just remember that the, <laughs> the the Taliban were in control of Afghanistan 20 years ago, <laughs> and 20 years later they're still in control. <laughs> I was like, ooh, Bro, that's, that's some, pretty yeah, funny. There's been some like uh, based memes coming out of other countries. Yes. It's just, I, it's deserved, man. Yep, I, you know, I. It is. I don't know. It, I can't help sometimes, but to feel like they at this point they really are trying to throw Biden under the bus. Yep. Um, oh, oh. Again, I know we're gonna get to it later, but people, let this sh- let this serve as a reminder. Remember when I said that you know uh, the media cycles of Trump during his presidency? It was twenty four seven. Trump sucks. Trump sucks. Trump mm-hmm. sucks. Yeah. He was never right about anything, and even a broken clock is right twice a day. It has to be right about one thing at least every day um, or two things a day. So, but the only time that they commended him was when uh, (laughs) he like bombed the piss out of Syria. Um, He launched all those missiles into Syria and CNN is like, oh, what a, what an amazing thing. So presidential. Wait, 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 wait. They're like, uh, today Trump finally held up to the oath of his office and bombed. Um, civilians, just like our, his predecessors before him, Obama and Bush. Congratulations. We support this president. And now you see with Biden, 
with withdrawing from Afghanistan and the mainstream media is just going after him for that. Yeah. And oh, dude, and I, it's because of the military industrial complex. That's who has a lot of sway and a lot of pull mm-hmm. in this country. Yeah. Even among the media. I mean, the media mm-hmm. is, they're a bunch of war hawks and I, yep. it's the funniest thing. I've, I've, I've had a couple conversations with people recently where they're like, Oh, one guy I know is like, well, the, at least the media is good on, uh, what's going on in Afghanistan. I'm like, no, they're not. I was like, are you kidding me? And they're all complaining about, uh, women not having their hair salons anymore. They're, uh, complaining about all of these things that are going on. What were they doing for the last 20 years? They weren't talking about this stuff. They didn't care about the million or so, uh, Afghani civilians that have been murdered in the last 20 years. Right. A lot of them women, and children, right? Yep. And then all of a sudden we're out and it seemingly to some degree looks like a disaster depending on the sources that you listen to. Uh, and now they just all of a sudden care. Like Marianne Williamson was doing that and it's just like... Oh, Give man. me a break, you know? Yeah, and, and it's so funny because... I mean, it's no... no For people who listen to us regularly, it is not a... Uh, hidden thing that I am not a fan of Ben Shapiro and his merry band of milk toast conservatives slash shills for different things that don't make sense. You know, I I think there are times when they get stuff right. Mm -hmm. Uh, And I know even Michael Malice was saying that one of the guys over there, who's the young guy over there? He's a little darker skinned. Matt Uh, Walsh? No. No. Who's the, um, the other one? I don't know. I don't pay attention. He to usually him. has like terrible takes on it. Ever like uh, of all of them, I would say he generally the, has the, the worst. Daily takes. Wire, Daily Mail, Daily Caller, whatever. Daily they? Wire. Okay. Um, anyway, he. Uh, I'll look it up while you talk. He was talking about how or Malice was, and this is kind of something I like about Malice is that he's pretty um, when he when he wants to be, and in certain situations, he knows how to. Uh, be very um, diplomatic in things mm-hmm. and even people he disagrees with on like 99% of things he'll find that thing that he's like it was actually cool that this guy kind of knew what anarchism was and he wasn't just like oh it's oh there's anarchism in or there's anarchy in uh, Portland because everything's on fire and then you're like that's not what that word means that's called chaos and so it, he was saying he's like he's a smart guy he's like but we just completely disagree and I don't think he has good points on nearly uh, any of the, the stuff that he talks about. So are you talking about Michael Knowles? Michael Knowles. Yeah. Okay. I just, I, he's shockingly bad on so much, at least from, Oh, Twitter. he is. I'm just like, I at don't least understand. On Twitter. I don't understand this stuff. Like, uh, he, he was like trying to like rail on Ron Paul on Twitter a couple months ago or whatever. <laughs> yeah, Do you remember he was. That? I remember that. And I go, <laughs> I don't, dong. yeah. Like what's wrong with this? I was like, I don't understand, you know, those are those times oh. that I, I it, Twitter is so weird to me, man, because it, it's like you saw it, but I like posted that uh, that like brainlit picture on one of the the clips that we had from earlier that I found on Twitter. Yep. And it's like my best performing tweet ever, and it's just a random picture. It's like yep. more comments, more retweets, more likes than anything I've ever put out there, and I'm like, what in the world? I know. Yeah, it um, was good, dude. So, yeah, I mean, the, the whole Biden situation is crazy. I mean, there's rumors that they want to get rid of him. And then there's it's so confusing, like what they're going to do with Harris. And yeah, because she was MIA, too. 
That's yeah, the I thing. Don't, I don't know. She, they put, her, they started putting her down in that bunker that Joe was in during the, uh, the election cycle. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> oh man. Well, I mean, it, for anyone who didn't know, when you voted for Biden, they did not like each other. Um, she called him a racist. Chose, oh yeah, because he is. Um, and, you know, that's just I'm just going off what the vice president called our president. Um, and so. You know, there's turmoil in there. They're not good leaders. They're not effective. And that's what you get when you value equity over merit. Like, it doesn't matter. It shouldn't matter if it's, you know, whatever ethnicity, whatever race, and whatever position, and whatever office. It shouldn't matter if it's 100% one ethnicity, 50%, anything in between um, 0 to 100%, as long as there's people there who have merit. Me personally, I don't care. Who it is? I don't care what gender, what ethnicity, what race, or whatnot. But race is a social construct, so I'm gonna stop saying race. <laughs> um, ethnicity, because ethnicity is biblical and race is not. Um, bullcrap made up it's uh, for division, man. Are you ready? To that's talk? all this. All that's all this crap is about. Oh, man. all Just of it is. Keep, yeah, Absolutely. keep people divided, man, and and <laughs> and we all have time from time falling into it. But man, just like people open your eyes, stop fighting your neighbor. That's what they want you to do is fight your neighbor. And the thing is, is I, I feel like you and I are generally willing to talk to anybody. Now, we won't bring anybody on the show necessarily because yeah. <laughs> that's a situation. I, I, I think about it sometimes where you've you've been like, oh, this person would be good for the show. And I'm like, I think I'd probably just get into an argument. Yeah. You know what I that mean? That does come up. I, th- I think... I feel like one of my skill sets is being able to navigate that and lead it away from that. I'm good at that at times when it's going that way, and but you're also good at that at times when yeah. it's going that way as well. Uh, if if it's like in person with someone, I'll do it. I, I think you know it, it helps with the I'm actually face to face with this human being. Yeah, and it, it, over like a podcast, I'd rather have people on when we do that from time to time that are like. Willing, either willing to listen, like the guys from uh, Two Gloves, mm-hmm. or people who are a little more in our corner that that we can have those discussions with without it breaking down into like total disagreement, an argument. Yeah, yeah. I th- well, you know, for me, it's one of those things that I think from time to time it would be good to have someone on who I know is going to be respectful, who's going to listen who's come on here to discuss who uh, differs from us yep. for, and, and again, not to have them on so that we could just slam them down and say, Hey, this is why you're right. And you're wrong. Not to do that, but to first off, you know, see what's going on with them, acknowledge, you know, uh, uh, you know, if they have a podcast, you know, advertising their stuff, having them on networking, all that good stuff. And then be able to just have a dialogue and conversation. Why do you think the way that you do? Oh, you think this, well, have you thought about this? You know, what does this sure. look like? You know what I mean? Yeah. So, so yeah, but I agree with you for the most part. All right, well let's uh, let's get into our Rona rundown. Um, I don't want to spend a lot of time here because we talked about it for a l- long time last week. So if you yeah, if this is the first time you're in, listening to us, you can go back to that episode and get a more comprehensive idea of how we, we've been feeling about this stuff. We need to create like I don't know if it needs to be rodeo music or some kind of music. We need yeah, we need some sort of intro clip. Or something for that. So if anybody is any good at that, because it'll be a year before I finally get to it. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, FDA approved the Pfizer jab today, as we, you know, earlier today. 
before we Maybe. started recording. Yeah, there's a little confusion <laughs> about that and uh, that Joseph had mentioned to me before the show. And so we're going to give it about a week or so before we really get into it because something that we like to do and something I try to do in my personal life is let things play out a little bit before I finally just kind of start putting opinions out there for the most part. Yep. Or at the very least, look it up before... We really get into it, and because it's so right. easy to hear something, and all of a sudden be like, "Well, my emotions are telling me that this is the answer," and you put it out there, and then it turns out not to be mm-hmm. true or something that's old that's not really happening right now. Uh, so it's always good to kind of let things simmer, let it kind of s- stew, and then we can have a discussion once we have a better idea of what's really going on. But right. uh, as far as we know, at least that's the news that's going around is that it's it, it, to maybe some degree it's been. Uh, approved by the FDA, whatever that really means. Um, Part of that could be because of these uh, clinics that are being opened in Florida by DeSantis. And apparently these, there's starting remedies are starting to pop up. Obviously you're not going to hear about them because the media doesn't want to push this stuff because if they do that, then the pharmaceutical uh, companies will not pay for their, uh, their salaries. Yep. Their advertisements. And just so that everyone's aware, pharmaceutical companies are number one advertisers for, uh, news media. Do you remember what that product was that the that I sent it to you earlier and it's slipping my mind. It starts with an R. That they're uh, uh Ren uh Remdesivir, is that it? No. Uh, no, that's not it. Ren uh I can spell it R E N E R A G O N. Regeneron. Regeneron. That's, that's it. Is. Thank you. Yeah, it's. I don't know that much about it. Again, this is something we'll get into at a later time. But there, there seems to be other than uh, the evil ivermectin, uh, there seems to be some other products that are popping up. And so, one of the things that hey, I will say that it is authorized by the FDA for an, for an additional use to COVID nineteen. It's an antibody cocktail. Um, I'm just on their website right, right. now. Um, so that's pretty much it. And then there's also yeah, Regeneron. Um, there's also, uh, ivermectin as well. And I think like, um, FDA or or I don't know, some government agency came out, a bunch of people have been coming out being like, there's a study showing that people have been taking, um, uh, the veterinarian ivermectin that's given to horses, um, or, or whatnot, some kind of misinformation right there. Mm-hmm. When that's not the ivermectin that's being discussed about, they're two totally different things. Yeah, that one's like um, a gel, right? And then you can the one you want is in pill form. Yeah, I, I don't know. Even if it is in pill form, if it's it freaking is. a horse pill, it's different ingredients in that one oh, than okay. that's in the like different and I believe inactive ingredients. And I think active ingredients as well. I, but I may be wrong on that. I, and so it's two totally different things. They're being disingenuous, dishonest. About it, at least if you're going to be even honest talk about, about it on certain platforms, it's ridiculous. Nope. Like we were talking last week about it being like Voldemort. It's like you can't even say yeah. it in certain places, or you just get. Oh yeah, that's what like, I meant to say. The drug that shall not be named. Yeah. Um. Do do do. All right, so I've got a few clips in here that I want to run through that just kind of all have to do with this, and and we can kind of talk after. Um, okay. for a second or whatever, but, uh, okay. So one of the things we talked about last week, and this is just a little bit more to go along with that is that some of these nurse shortages or these things that are going on, um, I've seen this, uh, kind of popping around on social media from some people I know personally, mm-hmm. but also just people I follow or stuff that gets retweeted of, um, 
this kind of narrative going around about like nurses being tired and doctors being tired because people are getting COVID or whatever. And they're like, I'm losing my sympathy for people who are getting COVID who aren't vaccinated. And uh, a lot of people are like, well, if you don't have sympathy for them, then you should probably quit your job. And I'm like, to be honest, I don't care if you're sympathetic about it. Do your job. Yeah, right. You know what I mean? It's like, it's not your job. It is literally not your job to like force these people into something your job is that prevention right and they're and you know so now we have these these hospitals they're they're complaining about this these nurses and doctors are complaining about this while they're firing people uh and this was just a, an example of someone i think in san francisco maybe um but she was a she was a nurse who recently quit her job um so i just wanted to play this because we want to not just give you sort of the mainstream narrative, but some of the stuff that's coming from real people, uh, at least to the best, the best that we can. I mean, we can't be a hundred percent accurate with all of this stuff. So, all right. Hi, my name is Heather Cobble and I'm a registered nurse here in San Diego. I actually resigned from my job yesterday as a registered nurse because of this state mandate to be vaccinated. I was no problem working in the healthcare system over the last 18 months without a vaccine, but now all of a sudden I'm a threat to public health. Tell me where this makes sense. All of you sitting up here with your masks on, you know that those masks don't do anything. As a healthcare provider, we are taught how to use PPE. We're taught universal precautions and we know how to implement them when we're, when we're dealing with patients who have a viral infection. I don't understand how you guys don't see the bigger picture here, what you're doing is you're creating a healthcare crisis. We already have a nursing shortage in America. So now in San Diego County, I know for a fact, there's several hospitals that are operating on an all bed crisis. You know why we're doing that? Wilma, do you know why? Because we have a healthcare shortage, a, a healthcare nursing, nursing shortage, excuse me. And you know that. These numbers are skewed. The testing is skewed. This needs to stop. I don't understand. Nathan, you can't even look at anybody when, you're, when they're up here speaking. It's so rude. All right, I'm going to stop it there because she, she's already gone through most of her what she's going to say. Man, Everything else is her just kind of like trashing on the... Um, here, here to the lady. I mean... yeah. About time, people standing up and everything. You know, more and more people, I should say, standing up. People have been standing up. Well, and it, it, that's the thing. All right, so the everyday people coming out. Yeah, and uh, I obviously I want to get into some of these other clips because there seems to be. So this is this is the thing that's kind of confusing to me, where there is a mainstream narrative, mm-hmm. uh, that's well, the nurses are just tired of dealing with COVID patients and they're tired of dealing with um, the unvaccinated, right? where there are nurses also coming out and doctors also coming out where you have to go to like weird clips of people at uh uh like local meetings like uh yeah. like council meetings or whatever it happens to be to hear from other people who disagree with what's going on and uh, she makes a good point she's like it wasn't a problem when i was unvaccinated before so why does it matter now, right? There's there's right. a disconnect, and there's all sorts of them. I think we've we've covered plenty of the arguments before about why it, you know none of it really makes sense. And even from some of these mainstream outlets, uh, 
they're starting to kind of it, what it seems like to me is that they're they're covering themselves and moving more in this direction of like, well, maybe these uh, these jabs aren't as effective as we thought they were. And maybe there actually was data to suggest that masks aren't as effective as everyone was saying that they were. Yep. Um, and the stuff's out and now there. I believe in a official legitimate study that the uh, vaccine yeah. is only uh, 42% effective. The mm-hmm. efficacy is forty two percent, I should say. Yeah, and then there's uh there's something that I was I was talking to uh, people about this week. I think I still have it in in here called uh, antibody dependent enhancement. Mm-hmm. Um, it's or ADE is the way that you may uh, hear it talked about. Mm-hmm. Um, now again, this is mostly just a theory that if you got the jab, your body is now dependent upon what's in that to fight off viruses. Yep. Um, there may be something to do with the, NR, the uh, mRNA. I don't want to dive too much into it because there, I've, I had this article pulled up and I've been meaning to read it, just haven't, haven't gotten to it. It's really long. Uh, there are some small cases of this happening with other vaccines, I think. Uh, I think it was vaccines. Yeah. Where people took them and then something else came along and instead of their body being able to defend itself, it they got extra sick because they didn't have the antibodies to be able to fight off what was coming along. Uh, how all that works, I am not the person to ask about that. Uh, you can look it up, AED or um, antibody enhancement dependency, or sorry, antibody dependent enhancement. Uh, so you can look into it, uh, read up on it. I'm, I'm planning on doing the same thing. You know, we're, we're learning <laughs> along the way too, as all yep. of this stuff is coming up. Uh, but yeah, it's, it's, it's one of those things that, you know, just was kind of taking my time and letting things play out to see how everything was working. And it's, it's, you know, they're talking about these boosters, which if you really dig into it, it's just another shot. It's just another jab. You know, no one's talking about what makes this booster different, and all it is is just it's just another one. You know, yeah. and they're even saying there's like weird stuff going on now where they they're saying like if you got J and J, you might need to get Moderna or Pfizer. And it's like you're gonna start mixing stuff now, like. And, well, the and, boosters next are already uh, advertising that. Well, that's what I'm saying. That, that's so that, that. All it is is just another shot. It's just gonna keep. It's just gonna keep being that and, and that's you know when i was discussing one of my friends talking to him about it i'm like man I'm like i think the guy who created the mrna is probably one of the best sources of information on the actual mrna vaccine and it's not a one size fits all vaccine that's what he says he had he has had hesitancies with it well that's that's um, the thing about medicine and healthcare, uh yes, and medical a, prevention we is it's not a one-size pcr all. test too. yeah you know it, it and you're starting to see people be a little braver about this, where people are coming out and being being like, preventative healthcare is going to the gym. Mm-hmm. It's taking multivitamins, having vitamin D, which helps your immune system. Right? There are there are things you can do naturally to help make you a healthier person. You know, and and we've talked about this a little bit before, but it's insane to me anytime I see someone who's overweight or in bad health and there's absolutely something they can do about it, trying to preach to me about why I need to do all these things. 
when and and, like, and those are the very people that need the vaccine are you know are that have those um what was it like 80 something percent of all people who are obese or whatnot i heard 72 uh, percent are in the hospital it's like 72 percent yeah. of people who are admitted they're obese we're obese and they're going um, well you need to take the shot but no one's going hey you're massively overweight yep you are you you are way more susceptible because of this or even talking to uh people who have darker skin not necessarily just black but because of the way that vitamin d is absorbed um through the skin people with lighter complexions absorb more vitamin d from the sun than people with darker complexions it's just mm-hmm. you can call it a you know, product of evolution or whatever the case may be but it's uh that's just the case so if it is right they because they talk about a lot that um They'll say like urban communities or poor communities tend to be more vitamin D deficient. And what they're really saying is that black people tend to be vi- more vitamin D deficient. You know, they're trying to like you know dance around it instead of people just mm-hmm. getting to the point. Right. And, um, they're trying to be PC yeah. without just being truthful and factual. Go, just hey, just say it. People need to know this information. Yeah. It's important information. Go get checked to see if you're vitamin D deficient. And if you are, start taking uh, D three supplements and zinc and all these other things yeah. that people have been talking about. Right, because clearly, so clearly, you can still catch this thing even if you get the jab. So it's like I haven't updated myself on COVID in a while, but I had uh, when I was looking into it, um, there wasn't much of it going around in Africa because of you know they were so I, I want to say high in vitamin D, weren't they, or do I have that backwards? Um, I some of it, I, I think. Well, no, they're I, well, I, I don't know. I'd have to look into it. I know that uh, um, one of the theories was that. What was the 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 medicine that uh, old Trump was talking about way early on with this that everybody like demonized uh, and said he was like trying to get people to drink bleach? Queen, yeah. I think. So it's I think it's commonly used over there because it's a malaria drug. Yes. And so a lot of the people over there are taking that regularly, and mm-hmm. so because of that, it was helping with uh, it was like a preventative measure. Right. Um. So that that stuff's out there. Uh. You just kind of have to go look to it, and people should be healthy. I. You know, it's like you can't complain about it, it's insane to me because we've heard this before about how it's my responsibility to make sure that everyone around me is healthy. Right. It, exactly. it, it, here's the thing. It's like, OK, do you really want to go down that road? Is that yeah. a conversation that you actually want to have? Do we want to talk about health? Yep. Right? Because if you think that it's just pumping pharmaceuticals into your body and wearing a piece of paper over your mouth. You're sorely mistaken. Yeah. And um, I was going to say, how funny would it be if the government mandated like an hour of exercise every day, Monday people, through Friday at would be, your work? They'd be rioting in the streets. <laughs> It'd be the most <laughs> exercise some of them got. <laughs> I'd be so happy. I'd be like, you're saving me so much time. <laughs> <laughs> like, yes, thank you. I get, the pay, get paid to do this. Yeah. Um, but yeah, and it's important to know too uh, that there are studies out there talking about perfect vaccines versus leaky vaccines. We're talking about FDA approval. I know typically, um, I, I've heard anywhere from eight to twelve years, but I think the standard rate is twelve years. I could be wrong again. I'm um, uh, based off of what I've looked into. That typically is twelve years that it takes for a vaccine to get approved. I want to say. Wow. And um, but it could be anywhere from eight to twelve. Uh, but you know, look into it, study, 
and everything. However, there's also studies that talk about the difference between perfect vaccines versus leaky vaccines. A perfect vaccine will prevent transmissions, whereas a leaky one could reduce symptoms for the recipient. But if it doesn't stop them from getting it, it can also mutate the virus. Mm. And so now I know that we don't have it in the show notes, but I have to say it. But according to Insider Papers, um, Eric July just tweeted this out 27 minutes ago. There's a new super variant named COVID-22. Could be more dangerous than the Delta strain. Oh. Experts warned. Okay. We'll see. COVID-25. Yeah. Here I, we come. Well, I've heard stuff about like, and people are like, what if there's an Omega strain? And, and it's just like, are y'all? science fiction writers what if there's an alpha string well there was that's what they called the they call it like that uh, or there's some other name that doesn't really matter omega yeah but they're like oh an omega strain that might be even worse and it's like well i don't know you couldn't yeah. stop the original one so what do you expect to do about this one yeah it's a it's a virus and what are viruses going to do david uh survive and spread right yeah they're going to, so, to mutate and survive so it's not a matter of if, it's a matter of when. Now, if we're going to start placing blame on the unvaccinated and stuff like that, I got hand, foot, and mouth disease. I remember that. Working in DPK ministry because a uh, someone's kid had had it at, at church and everything mm. um, that was on staff at the church. I can call them out, but they know who they are. Uh, and, uh, man, I got that jank bad. It was, it was yeah, everywhere. And I was literally living – like, okay, so this must be a um, – a compliment to my immune system mm -hmm. because I, I, we were literally living in the same, uh, room in, uh, in college when that happened. Yeah. And I know you kind of like did, th but we like touched all of the same things. <laughs> I never got it. I, th okay. So, and at one point I thought I did, but it just turned out that the pomade that I was using, I was allergic to. Because I Dude. I started getting weird, like stuff on my scalp and I was like, Oh no, he gave it to me. And then I realized I was just allergic to that. So, Kayla got C. diff after her surgery in 2018, right? And I don't know if you know anything about C. diff, but it's highly contagious, very contagious. And I didn't follow, like, any precautions hardly. I mean, we did for, like, the first few weeks and stuff when we got home and everything. Uh, but, I mean, it is extremely contagious, and I never got it. And she had, like, three recurrences of, three recurrences of it within a year. So Well, let's uh, – I got a, a clip from old Biden – Threatening the Let's governors this past yes. week. Uh, I love it so when a tyrant threatens governors. Get through I this. Remember, don't you remember when Trump did that? Did he? When he threatened the governor? No, he didn't. That's the point I was making. Oh. I'm sure he threatened one of them. Probably Cuomo. Probably or He probably just made fun of him. I mean, that's generally just what he does. That's usually what he does. All I'm right. Uh, oh, make sure this is unmuted. Have you seen throughout this pandemic... Some politicians are trying to turn public safety measures, that is, children wearing masks in school, into political disputes for their own political gain. Some are even trying to take power away from local educators by Him? banning masks. Yeah, that's who he's talking school. about. They're setting a dangerous tone. For example, last week at a school board meeting in Tennessee, protesters threatened doctors and nurses who were testifying making the case for masking children in schools. The intimidation and the threats we're seeing across the country are wrong. They're unacceptable. Now, I've said before, this isn't about politics. It's 
about keeping our children safe. It's about <laughs> taking on the virus together, united. I made it clear that I'll stand with those who are trying to do the right thing. Last week, I called school superintendents in Florida and Arizona to thank them for doing the right thing and requiring masks in their school. One of them said, we teach science, so we follow the science. The other said, they have a guiding principle, students first. I couldn't agree with more than, I just couldn't agree more with what they both said. <laughs> and that's why today I'm directing the Secretary of Education, an educator himself, to take additional steps to protect our children. This includes using all of his oversight authorities and legal action, if appropriate, against governors who are trying to block and intimidate local school officials and educators. And as I said before, if you aren't going to fight COVID-19, at least get out of the way of everyone else who's trying. You know, we're not going to sit by as governors try to block and intimidate educators protecting our children. For example, if a governor wants to cut the pay of a hardworking education leader who requires masks in a classroom, the money from the American Rescue Plan can be used to pay that person's salary, 100 percent. I'm going to say a lot more about children in schools next week. But as we head into the school year, remember this. The Centers for Disease Control and Prevention, the CDC, says masks are critical, especially for those who are not yet vaccinated, like our children under the age of 12. So let's put politics aside. Let's follow the educators and the scientists who know a lot more about how to teach our children and keep them safe than any politician. Okay, I mean... So he's following his experts. DeSantis is following his experts. And in Europe, they're not masking school children. So who's right and who's wrong? That's the question that I have. And, and, and secondly, you know, he's using his authority in an abusive manner over a governor and over a state um, because they're not doing how he wants them to do. It's essentially what's going on. And so, I mean, you know, again, Trump didn't do that. I go back to that. This isn't me saying this isn't this isn't uh, saying that Trump is the best president of all time and and everything like that. But it, it, I want to point out the hypocrisy and the irony and everything that the left was saying about Trump, Biden is and is becoming mm. and his administration as a whole. And I think it's important to, to, to point out. And it's also hilarious that there are so many evangelicals. Well, it's it's OK. Uh, oh, okay, sorry. No, keep go going. No, no, you're fine. Go ahead. Well, I, I, I think I know where you're headed with that. And so here this is the funniest thing is he's like um, these people. He's like, oh, they're making it political. And I'm like. Well, first of all, you're the president, so it's political. Anything that you say is political, yep. right? And we're talking about public schools. We're talking about governors. We're talking about people in the public sector who are part of the state, right? So mm -hmm. it's all going to be political. It's yes. the dumb. It's so dumb, right? And then and then he's like, "Well, hey, we're going to use your your taxpayer dollars to pay this person's salary who you might disagree with." Yep, because DeSantis is putting a bill that any school official that uh, 
people mad. Uh, makes a policy for mass mandates, they'll lose uh, either a percentage or all of their paycheck. They won't get paid or something like that. And again, DeSantis has been clear to stand up for the man and say uh, that he isn't for mandating masks, but they're willing to recommend it for it to be optional. He's not banning schools from not allowing masks in the in the schools, right? He's just saying you can't mandate masks. Yeah. That's it. Well, the, that's all he's saying. The problem is, is that all these other people want conformity, and yep. I don't know. I at this point, I just assume that most of these people are just listening to mainstream media because I don't know where else they would be getting a lot of these ideas from. Yeah, and uh, dude, I, I don't understand it because study after study after study after study is showing that statistically, masks don't offer any advantage than not wearing a mask. Nope. They don't. And, and there's actually some studies that show that it's it's worse for you. And then not only them, but the, the plastic uh, barricades. and Oh, the face shields? The Yeah, the face shields as well. Like oh, the plastic barricades. Stuff. Right, right, right. And then on top of that, and then on top of that, what did we learn from 2020? One of the things that we learned and then that America should have realized way before then because – we saw it in Italy and in Spain and elsewhere. But when these countries locked down and forced, um, you know, people to stay inside amongst their family, especially places where that had a lot of families that were staying, you know, that, that stayed in one uh, home a lot that you saw that uh, that stayed in one home. There was multiple like a lot of the family within one home. Mm-hmm. Um, COVID spread like a wildfire within yeah, that because you're so, you're so close to people and this is why okay i i, I think we, we got to move on from rona um yep. there's some other stuff in the uh the show notes if you guys are kind of curious about some of the mainstream narrative about what's going on with the different variants um because i've been kind of curious about it like how they're testing for delta and some of that does just come down to um oh we're taking it off for a test and it has this specific dna strain or something like that and that's how we know it's delta and, yeah. and and some of it, I'm like, that's not really a clear answer to me. Uh, it still feels right. like they're kind of, uh, it's Delta, it's it's more transmissible or whatever. It's like, well, yeah, it's trying to survive. Like, that's how the flu works. It changes every year. I wonder what numbers year. would like, it, look like if we tested it so rigidly for the flu. God, bro, I don't know. We don't. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. What's the so, next one? So I, I wanted to... Uh, before we get into Australia, this is kind of going to lead into us talking about Australia, which, yes, it's sort of a bit of the COVID stuff, but it's really not about actual COVID. It's more just what's going on in Australia right now, but like as a factor right. of that. I wanted to talk about a letter that Tom Woods got from a woman in the Philippines. Um, I'm not going to read the whole thing. I might try to put it somewhere. Maybe I'll put it at the end of the show notes if people really want to like uh, read through it because it's pretty long. Uh, but for what a lot of people don't realize uh, is that the Philippines actually has some of the worst, probably the worst mandates in the world as far as uh, COVID restrictions are concerned. Like mm. m- crazy quarantining. Uh, you basically can't leave your home unless you're some kind of essential worker. So like this lady is a teacher who wrote this letter and her kid, uh, ha- so she's going to work, but her kid is staying home for school. There's all these weird things that are going on there. Um, she was saying that at this point, the mandates and the things that they're forcing on people don't even make sense based on the numbers of people that are getting sick, uh, which we know is kind of insane anyway and that the lockdowns don't work. 
Um, mm-hmm. So that, I mean, you want to talk about something that's become just this totalitarian uh, regime in the world. I know everybody's focused on Canada and everybody's focused on um, Australia, which we are going to talk about. Uh, this stuff is insane. Um, she says the one thing that's that's interesting and the one thing that kind of gives her hope currently, but obviously these things can change uh, in a heartbeat, is that there's not a sort of get the jab or be, you know become a second class citizen that hasn't really happened yet because they don't. Mm-hmm. It doesn't seem like they even care. It's like the vaccine is an option, but you're still gonna have to do all the things that we want you to do. Um, right. And that's the thing is it it's clearly I mean, this is why it seems disingenuous to me when people, whether in we will just say evangelical circles for a lack of, you know, a lack of a better way of putting it to just because I really do mean to group everybody together. Uh, you see this lack of understanding that it's like this isn't about health or safety or saving lives. This is about power. This is about money and this is about control. Right. Mm-hmm. And again, right. because there's a certain amount of privilege living in the United States, we have not seen it as badly as the Philippines has, as Australia has, as Canada has, even places over in Europe where uh, some of those governments are cracking down on people like crazy. Um, yeah. So I, I just think that in a, in a bubble, the arguments that you hear from a lot of people, whether it's kind of coming from certain evangelical circles or whether it's just coming from sort of the liberal elites slash whoever is trying to Mm -hmm. put this stuff out there. They're saying all these things, but then you see them doing the exact opposite. And I just don't understand how it's not clear to people what this is really about. No matter your feeling about the jab, no matter your feeling about COVID or what you're supposed to be doing. When did we all, or when did all, all these people become shills for big pharma? Right. Well, got to get every Again, single one of the jabs. When they got those paychecks, yeah. bro, when they saw how much money they could potentially oh make, God. that's when. Dude, uh, Pfizer made a couple billion dollars this year. I can't even remember what the exact number was. I know we talked about it previously, but. Yep. Um, yeah, I'll, I'll throw this in uh, down at the bottom just so people can uh, can read it. Um, you want to play a couple of these Australia clips? We can I do push through um, them pretty fast yes so do you want to kind of talk about it for a second while i get this done Uh, i want to make sure this is in the the notes down at the end um so what's going on in australia basically what's going on in australia is that um the government has instituted very draconian uh lockdown or uh covid rules and policies such as lockdowns to where people can't go outside unless they're going strictly to the grocery store to get gas to work um the government's allowed to i believe coming to their home if they're having any sort of uh anyone over yeah that's not a natural resident of their home um without a warrant uh they have been brutalizing people in the streets one guy was ran over with a cop car and then uh, kicked in the back of the head when he was yeah, subdued. That was nasty. Twelve-year-old uh, ch- children were uh, pepper sprayed. Um, there's riots going on right now because their freedoms have. It's very tyrannical over cool. there. People criticize China and rightly so. Australia is not far behind, yep. and I sincerely mean that. It's 
it's very much listen to what I say. If you don't, you're getting thrown in jail. I um I can't remember when this thought popped into my head, but maybe it was earlier today. Uh, you know, I, V for Vendetta kind of always comes to my mind with this stuff, uh, just mm-hmm. because part of the plot is that uh, there <laughs> there was a virus that was released, and it was released by the government. Uh, and then the pharmaceutical company came along with a life-saving yes. drug that made all of these people lots of money. And then they enacted all of these awful things on people. Now, uh, there's some irony in it, uh, but I think Australia's government fits perfectly at least within the, that. Yeah, with at, at least within the attitude of it. One, because they were technically considered a more right-leaning government, which is the same for yeah. V for Vendetta. Uh, obviously everything in Viva Vendetta, they were a little more focused on homosexuals and I guess I, I can't, I, I'd have to go back and watch it again. Uh, cause I can't remember what it was, but I think what it, it, it started out as sort of a, um, a campaign in that degree, but then a, a, it shows sort of like that Hitler archetype where this guy gets into power because he says that he's going to fix all of these awful things, uh, that mm-hmm. happened and then he slowly begins to other people and they use right. uh, what he would ca- at the time uh, would have considered degenerates uh, mm-hmm. in experiments. So homosexuals, I, probably Jews, blacks, like that was kind of, that's kind of what was going on in V for Vendetta. But you just start to slowly see the beginnings of that in this country, in a country like Australia, where everyone you know, you're starting to see riots and other things like that. But I have a couple of clips. It's getting and, crazy there. And I want to play through some of these. And I wanted to start out with kind of a funny one. Uh, this is. Who is this? Dan Andrews. Who's he's in government. I don't know. I don't know anything about the Australian government. Uh, but some someone asked him or he, he he kind of has this interesting response to the people protesting. So I want to play this. All right, go ahead. And frankly, I don't even, I don't, I too, seriously, I'm, I'm making a serious point. I don't know what half of them are protesting against. You. Well, a lot of them. Then, well, good on them. Except it's illegal. <laughs> so I don't know if you guys, I, hopefully you could hear it, but he's like, I don't know what they're protesting against. And a reporter goes, You. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, freaking that's uh, called somebody being in their bubble yeah, that thinks so, everything that they're doing is um, for the good of people and and they know what's best and, and they're the ha- hero and they're the savior and stuff like that because people just naturally want to be that. Unfortunately, that dumb dumb is wrong. Absolutely. Uh, we've got a few uh, another clip on uh, the lockdowns. This is, I guess, a little more informative, if you will. Um, yeah. Anybody planning to breach public health orders and attend an illegal mass gathering this weekend, our message is clear. Don't do it. We cannot underestimate how dangerous you will be putting the New South Wales community into. It's no coincidence in my mind that three weeks ago when we had a similar gathering, uh, that has not been a contribution to the fact that we now have an increased number of cases across, particularly Western Sydney. Police have previously indicated that we are not opposed to free speech. We are absolutely opposed to a protest that potentially jeopardises the freedom of the vast majority of the community who continue to do the right thing. We also are absolutely opposed to a protest that allows people to gather 
and in doing so has the potential to risk the health and safety of the majority of the community. Police in monitoring that information have planned a significant police response for this Saturday. There will be in excess of 1,000 police officers available. That will consist of specialist resources as well as general duties police and we will be very flexible. Whilst I'll go into further plans later in the week, can I say to those people who may be considering coming, rethink that idea. Or else. Yeah. Oh, we're totally for free free speech, but don't protest. You can't protest. Yes. That's not we're free totally speech. We're totally for free speech, but if you say anything that we don't like and you come out and display it, we are going to lock you up. What a load of garbage. So oh, man. Th- that was uh, last week, and then on Saturday... A lot of people just didn't <laughs> didn't listen, and they all went out and protested anyway. Um, you could say it kind of turned into a riot. It, there was definitely a lot of chaos, and um, yeah, <clears throat> just some of the videos that I saw. It, it was it, a mostly peaceful protest. That's a good way. It was. It was a mostly peaceful protest. That actually was a yeah. mostly peaceful protest. Um, and to be fair, I, I think I, I don't know for sure, but I I think the police started it. I think Probably they. I think surprised. they were. Uh, they aggressed in that situation, which wouldn't surprise me to be honest, especially with that guy mm-hmm. being like, like, he was essentially threatening the pro like protesters not to come out. There's going to be a thousand police, right? Like how dare you uh, affect the health and safety uh, of other people? You know what I mean? Just yeah. shut up, stay in your homes, uh, you know, d- you know, do the right thing. Like all these other people, it, it's, it's unbelievable, man. The amount, the amount of gaslighting that's currently going on in the world, based on all this stuff, you know, uh, it's like constantly where I, I sit down sometimes and I go, am I going crazy? Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like, that's what it makes you, yeah, it makes you sit, sit down and, and feel that way because it, again, when you repeat something over, I mean, this is, you gotta think in the news going on 24 seven every week, every month and last year and this year. So it starts to seep in there. You start to be, the question yourself being like, what, what if I'm wrong? What if, you know I mean? Those doubts naturally creep in there. Then you're like, Oh yeah, no, 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 I'm not. Um, so there, there's also a clip in the show notes. If anyone wants to actually see some of the, the footage of the riots, it's just not worth playing on the show because it, it doesn't, uh, it doesn't translate very well, especially to audio. It, It just sound like a bunch of people yelling and screaming. So, um, I was looking for, I'll, I'll have to find, no, no, no. You don't actually, I want to bring it up. Did you have anything else to say on that specific topic? No, you're good. Um, I want to talk about one more thing that happened in Sydney, but I don't have the report right in front of me. So let me, let me grab this. Um, no, you're fine. Um, I think I'm pulling it up right now. Are you talking about the rescue? No, 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 no. Uh, no, okay. um, no, that's fine. I'll just say I'm interested to find out how the church, uh, the actual church in Australia, is gathering amidst this. You know, are you know are they, you know, would the Christians in America who are uh, for the mass mandates and that are for the vaccine mandates? That would be my question: is should, is it biblical for the church in Australia, even though they have these heavy lockdown measures where they can't go outside and gather is it you know okay for them to go out and secretly meet together um biblically and so that's probably what's gonna uh, happen when people when people bring up you know well you can meet by uh 
you know, over the internet, right? You know, my whole thing is there's an entirely different meaning of gathering, like it, going on on my when I was at, um, working at oil field for three months away from my wife. Uh, having a FaceTime date was entirely different than actually going on a date with my wife. Yeah, it's not the same thing. It's Absolutely not the same isn't. thing. And That's not how it's meant to be. I, I think we you know? we all can find a little bit of um, grace, if you will, in that being done or er, like early, early on last year. Oh yeah, we didn't right. know there was a, there was a, there was a ton of unknowns. But to be honest, I kind of wonder if I, I think about this quite a bit. I, I kind of wonder if the reaction should have been maybe we don't do that long term right like churches there's some churches mm-hmm. that shut down for six seven eight months and some of them i'm sure never mm-hmm. reopened yeah and i i just wonder if it's like was this the best choice yeah it's hard thing it's definitely a hard thing to navigate so i definitely want to leave some some grace and stuff there but i mean you know man six to eight especially the eight month mark yeah Man. Are you but really a church the, anymore at that point? I, I just I don't yeah, know, right? Because it's you're not. You should be longing to to come back. To, I don't know. Anyway, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, you, know, you got the article day. pull up. Yeah, so uh, you know something that definitely wasn't a good choice. Uh, this is from the Sydney Morning Herald. Uh, it says rescue dogs. That is not what I wanted. <laughs> I was like, that's what I my, just. Oh have. God, that's just my hit. That's my history. Hopefully, there's nothing bad in there. Um, mm-hmm. seriously? Well, I'm just going to bring this back, back over to up. us. Let's, let's look at your history. Yeah. That's more interesting. Let's do it. That's oh my <laughs> God. Did I, okay. I got here. Uh, it's still not going to show it's it. still I, the rescue dog. Is it the yeah. one right before the rescue dog? Hang on. Here we go. The boom. Uh, okay. it says rescue dog shot by, uh, NSW council, uh, new South Wales, I believe is what that is. Uh, due to COVID-19 mm-hmm. restrictions. So this is several impounded dogs due to, uh, due to be rescued by a shelter, have instead been shot dead by a rural council in New South Wales under its interpretation of COVID-19 restrictions. Um, uh, 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 NSW killed the dogs to prevent volunteers at uh, uh, Cobra-based animal shelter from traveling to pick up the animals last week, according to council watchdog. The, uh, the official, the Office of Local Government. OLG has been informed that the council decided to take this course of action to protect its employees and community, including vulnerable Aboriginal populations, from the risk of COVID 19 transmission. I mean, it just goes on, man. Uh, yeah. They were, they're examining the circumstances. The Herald attempted to contact the council, uh, but received no response. Um, the shelter that was supposed to receive the dogs declined to comment. So they, they literally just shot a bunch of rescue dogs. Because of COVID. Because of COVID. Out, of the, fear, out of the fear of something that is Yay. not scientifically based. Like there, there's stuff Yay. out there that says that's the possibility, but there's no hard. Right. As far as I'm aware, there is no hard evidence uh, that the dogs can transmit it. And that's the next logical step: COVID nineteen oh, vaccines yeah. for your pets. Oh yeah, I mean the money is unbelievable. Yeah, I mean this totally could be uh, a situation of them 
putting these stories out there because that's coming and they they want this in the minds of people. Um, but it's just disgusting, yeah. man. Like that is not. Yeah, it really is. Uh, the next one's disgusting too. Yeah. Um, so this is one. Do you do you want to? Yeah, let me pull it up here. So, uh, I'm waiting for it to load right now. So, was this also? No, no, no. So, rescue of beagles from Blue Mounds animal testing. Oh, hang on. Why is this not pulling? Uh, facility leads to criminal charges against activists. Animal rights activists from out of state were charged Wednesday in Dane County. This is in Wisconsin, by the way, for allegedly stealing three beagles from an animal testing and breeding facility in the town of Blue Mounds on more than more than four years ago. Evan Hammer of Illinois, uh, Wayne of California and Paul of California are facing felony theft and burglary charges for the April 2017 incident. A criminal complaint alleges they worked together to steal three dogs from the facility Um that uh, sells more than 3,000 beagles annually to medical researchers, including University of Washington in Madison. The three who are part of the California-based animal rights group Direct Action Everywhere admitted to taking the dogs in several social media posts in which they characterize the theft as a rescue, according to the criminal complaint. Um, so basically what's been going on is that they have been th- this uh, – place experiments and also sells to uh, medical uh, lab facilities around the country, medical researchers to experiment uh, on dogs and specifically a beagles. lot of the, yeah, specifically beagles. And a lot of them, uh, some of the labs that does this experimentation um, are funded by Dr. Fauci yep. as well. Uh, so let's see, we can go through this some more. So this is what, uh, the defendants said. We rescued Anna from a facility that breeds beagles for use in experiments, holding nearly 4,000 dogs at a time. So they breed the beagles and then sell them to medical researchers to then experiment, uh, on them. These poor dogs all wanted to be rescued from this life of exploitation. We rescued Julie and two others, and if anyone on the outside treated them like Red Glenn Farm did, they would face charges of criminal animal abuse. Yep. So they are facing up to nine years in prison and seven years of extended supervision. And it's crazy, man. Absolutely crazy. Yeah, it's really it's sad. And they're um, experimented on and then put down. Yep. And the experiments horrific man yeah and I, it's the they should not be going to jail no not at all i, I i've uh, long believed that uh it's pretty clear biblically that uh we're supposed to take care of animals, animals and not torture them living things on the earth and i mean i told yep. you before it's like my first dog was a beagle so this like hits pretty hard like i was legitimately like reading through that last night and i was getting pissed yeah. um I should have done a little bit more on that. I don't know all the experiments done. I wish I would have yeah, done a little bit more research. But. I'm not sure, but I, I've been aware of some of these foundations that go in and rescue a lot of these these beagles. Now, I, what they did, obviously, uh, this is listen. This isn't that all that different from what happened on January 6th in the sense that any time that you disrupt what the state is doing, they are going to mm-hmm. lay down the ha- <clears throat> the hammer on top of you. 
Yep. You know what I mean? And and this is why I think it, it you might have read it in the article, but I, I think it says in there that they were posting on social media about this. Yep. It's like, y'all, stop. It's like, going to do stuff like this. Stop posting on social media. Yes. It's like, if start you're using steal. your brain, man. Yes. You know what I mean? It's not like Ridiculous, you're seeing. man. Yeah. It's like, I shot yourself in the one foot. Yeah. It's like you're not on the side. Like, whether you believe morally you're doing the right thing or not, and you might be, it, it would be the same thing. Like if, if uh, like Christians in China were having an underground church or they were doing something of that nature and then posting about it on social media. <laughs> yeah. It's it like, come be. on now. Like it's called, it's a secret for a reason. Yeah. And it's, speaking it sucks, of man. horrific things oh, God. and sucky things, the next clip is also insane. Yeah. I'm just going to, I'm going to play it. This is uh yeah. one of, how the mighty have fallen. Yes. Uh, this is Stephen Colbert's opinion about, uh, give or take, half of the, the voting population in the country. He's right. We've had troops there for 20 years. They fought. They sacrificed. Their families sacrificed so that we wouldn't have a terrorist attack in America planned in a foreign country. Why should our soldiers be fighting radicals in a civil war in Afghanistan? We've got our own on Capitol Hill. <laughs> then Biden pointed out. <laughs> then Biden pointed out the U.S. did everything we could for the Afghans. We gave them every tool they could need. We paid their salaries, provided for the maintenance of their Air Force. We gave them every chance to determine their own future. What we could not provide them was the will to fight for that future. Just a thought. Maybe we should have checked with the Afghan army if they had the will before we gave them the tools and the weapons, because now the Taliban has the will and the weapons. And the former Afghan army soldiers are at home rubbing miracle grow on their face, trying to squeeze out a beard by dawn. All right, so, I mean, he's... He's doing a couple things in here. Obviously, the first thing that he did, which I'm going to be honest, probably shouldn't be taken as a joke. Like this is kind of up there with that uh, that whole thing with that happened with John Brennan uh, back in January, where he lumped libertarians in with like all these all. Oh, it was like right after January 6th, and he he, he lumped all of those people, yeah. like those group these awful groups together, and he's like, oh yeah, also libertarians. <laughs> This is the same oh, yeah. same energy here where he's oh, he's, exactly. he's he's trying to uh, compare uh, people voting for Republican or like voting Republican or Republican voters to the Taliban who let's let's yeah, be real. Right. He is he's essentially saying they're terrorists, which. Yeah. And what and not only that, whether they're rapists, they're murderers, they're um uh insurrectionists they're like all these horrible things and it's just yeah because the, absolutely ridiculous man because like, the taliban so were unloving the, right and because the taliban were the invaders yeah. in afghanistan exactly right there, and this is <laughs> so this has been my problem pretty much the whole week with listening to people give opinions about what's been going on over there uh, because he's making it sound like he doesn't think we ever should have left yeah Oh, well, that's because he's a war hawk. Yeah. And he's an actor. I think it you should know, he's be. He's just toting the party line, mm -hmm. the establishment line, I should say. Yeah. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if he was getting, just getting paid specifically to talk about that kind of stuff, to keep people in line and, and make them feel a certain way about that. 
Um, oh, okay. Well, here it's, you know, we'll just, we'll keep going down the list of, uh, of dumb stuff. Cause yeah. we're, we're almost done. And I just have a few more clips. Uh, this is one. No, go ahead. This is blinking. Oh yeah. This is blinking. Talking, no, right? no, this is no, that's not blinking state department spokesperson. Yeah. Okay. Yep. This is his plea to the Taliban, which we'll talk about this. Uh, but when when this clip originally came out, and still to some degree, it's kind of just shocking to hear this from from these people. Additionally, the UN Security Council issued a joint press statement earlier today calling for a new government that is united, inclusive, and representative, including with the full and full and meaningful participation of women. The council spoke with one voice to underscore that Afghanistan must abide by its international obligations, including to international humanitarian law and ensure the safety and security of all Afghans and international citizens. Uh, uh sure. Yeah, right. Yeah. Uh, you know, and it, it, I, the Taliban, I, you just convinced them. Yeah, I'm sure they're going to. Now, I, I'll admit, uh, from at least from some of the stuff I've been hearing, they do, they do want to, to what degree, I don't know. I mean, this is something that'll have to play out over time. They do want women involved in it. Yeah, I don't trust the Taliban. Uh, it, it, yeah, I mean, I, yeah, I don't know. I, yeah. I don't know exactly yeah. what they're going to be doing. And again, they're now the, the ruling government, so who knows if what they, what they're really saying is what's going to happen. They'll, I right. wouldn't be surprised if an air of it is put on, and there are certain people that are propped up as examples of that. But you never know what's going on behind the scenes, right? But this dude, he's not going to be convincing anyone to do that. You know what would convince them? They should send TikTok influencers over there. Oh, they should send that guy over there. Hello, <laughs> Taliban. <laughs> oh man. Uh, yeah, I I don't know. I it, it's insane to me that they're 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 like, yeah, we're gonna try to negotiate with these people that we've been like running roughshod over their country for the last twenty years. Please, yeah, right. Please do these things for us. Uh, to be fair though, I I am convinced that there's under the table deals going on with the U.S. That a lot of people aren't oh, considering. Probably. Um, probably are. You know, but then there's like all this stuff going on too. Where the I Afghans, think Trump was working on a deal with the Taliban. I mean, he, obviously yeah, I he mean, did. He worked on that piece still. But I mean, that was for you know, Trump probably already knew, you know, what was going to happen. And, you know, it was for a particular purpose, get our troops out of there. Because the reality is, is, you know, it's that age old question. At what point, you know, we're America or your superpower. At what point do you intervene into another country um, to, um, you know, stop the inherif- the violations of human rights, like the horrific uh, stuff going on there in a, in a, in a God glorifying way. And, and war is brutal, man. And, and that's the point is that there are many ways to get that done other than just a hot war. There's many ways to get that done. Sure, and and, and, and in accomplished a, in a in a utopian society, I totally agree with you. But that that's never it's literally never their intention. There's yeah, there's it's rep- never their intention. That's that's but they don't give a flying rip. No, <laughs> it's all about, <laughs> about money to for them. Um, I'm just saying, if you had if you had a, uh, a a a genuine Christian an upright person in in, in, in multiple Oof. offices within the government that were that was leading things and all that stuff. You know, at what point 
is that threshold that you intervene because it's so horrific and inhumane, you know, just like what the Nazis were doing to the Jews and stuff yeah. like that. And okay, you know, so what the Taliban does do. Sure. Uh, does, do you then invade every single country that's like that? And, no. You know, are you the world police? No, I, I don't think so. I, I don't think that because, again, this is this is what happens, right? You remember the whole thing that was going on with the Uyghurs? Mm-hmm. The U.S. still hasn't done anything about that. Yep. I guarantee you the U.S. knew about the the camps in uh, – listen, I guarantee they knew about uh, the concentration camps. And they liked the idea so much they put Japanese people in them in the, in the U.S. Yep. And there's this I, – I, I swear, dude. That's exactly what they did. Yeah. I, out I, of fear that they would – you know, support the Japanese government right. and everything. They the the United States government aggressed upon American citizens out of fear of something that they they had no justification for. I would even say, even if you, even if you know, you're like, well, you know, they, you know, the all, the entire family is Japanese and stuff like that. They still haven't committed a crime. Exactly. They haven't done anything. Exactly. Even if you feel like your fear is justified, they still haven't done anything. Yeah. You don't. Ju- you don't get to do it just based on that, right? Yeah. And this is the this is the problem, right? Is that we got over. So there are reports that I don't think we talked about this last week. There are reports that Bush and his administration knew that they could have been done with. Uh, going after bin Laden in mm-hmm. December of 2001 yeah, and papers. Yeah. And, Oh yeah, that's right. Well, we mentioned it last week, but we didn't talk too much about it, but there, that is a thing. And it's like, they got there, thought about completing the mission, okay. saw all of the potential. And depending on who you asked, possibly let bin Laden and his people go. Yep. And, you know, it's Bush is to blame. And this is, dude, to be honest, funny enough, I know we had kind of been talking about this, like starting the show beforehand, but one of the things that I think set me off and really got me into saying yes to us starting this was that garbage that people were throwing around after January 6th oh, about that Bush yes, put out that his letter. His stupid policy? Yeah. Well, his or, uh, well, letter he put yeah, out. Bush put that letter out condemning the entire thing. And I'm like, you're a war criminal. Like you, 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 yeah. Sent him, Obama, and Trump. Yeah, and Biden, Bush specifically, popped this thing off, and sent people's sons and daughters over there to die for a lie. For no, literally, and if you want to go even further, for no reason, because our the original mission could have been accomplished a couple months after that event happened. Who knows what the the world literally could look like right now had they actually done the right thing, right? And right. so it's it's one thing, like you were saying, that if in a, in a in a perfect scenario that could happen, but there's enough understanding at this point that one person, I mean, look at Ron Paul, right? Look at a couple of the people who are in, uh, in politics currently who seemingly want to do the right thing. Mm-hmm. They're not the people that get recognized. They're not the people who get into these positions, right? Nope. Ron Paul has been proven has his his uh, uh, predictions have been justified. He has been cleared. He was right about so many different things. You know how many people actually care about that currently? None. Yeah, a couple thousand maybe of people who like him. Yeah. Right. 
they don't care, you know? And this is why, this, I mean, this is kind of this overarching thing that we're constantly talking about, right? And and it's it's one of the things that I, I'm always thinking about that's like, I especially within like Christian circles, but really people in general, this dependency on the state and this dis- dependency on this idea that they are this benevolent ruler who has your best interests in mind, right? It's like right. even your if... Your safety in mind, your care in mind, your all that stuff. Right. Even if someone came along and took up the presidency who seemed to have the right attitude in that situation. Mm-hmm. It would not change my opinion that the federal government should be abolished. Like it, it, it one yeah. one dude who might get to spend 4 to 8 years in a specific office is not going to change my mind about the Federal Reserve literally causing people to be poor in this country, right? The yep. amount of money that that our tax dollars are going to to the mur- like the murder of innocent people, they're stealing from us in doing a lot of this to get that done, right? I mean, you want to talk about like the money that goes to Planned Parenthood, the money that went into the Afghan war, like $2 trillion, um, the money that's going under the table to all of these different things that we're not even aware of. Right. And everyone goes, no, you should trust them, right? You should... You should definitely trust them when they tell you that these pharmaceutical companies have your best interest in mind, right? You definitely should trust them when they say that 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 this war that we're getting into or this conflict now, because we never declare war anymore, that this is the moral you know thing what? to do. You know what you sound like? What? An extremist. <laughs> yeah. Well, <laughs> How dare I'm you ba- do I'm based. Want to defend life. Screw all those normies. I mean, and, and that's the thing, man, is, is and, and it's one of the things I really like about sort of the, like, the anarcho-Christian movement. I, I I think there's, like, small disagreements here and there that I have uh, with some of them. Mm-hmm. Very minor stuff, as far as I'm concerned. But they're trying to get people back to this position of being, like, especially within Christianity. They're trying to get people back to this idea of, like, what is your purpose? What are you here for? It's not to shill for Trump. Right. Like you remember right, exactly you remember it. I think it was CPAC last year or it was one of those conferences. No, no, maybe it was earlier this year. And someone uh, had that giant gold statue of Trump that they were pushing through the hallway. Yes. I think we might have even covered it on here. And dude, how awesome would it be to get that thing? <laughs> put it in the background. <laughs> no, but it, yeah. it, it's one of those things where it's like y'all don't see the. The symbolic the nature of this? this, yeah, like there's symbolism here that you're not picking up on, right? It's like, I mean, right. I don't, I don't know how many people are actually going to Washington anymore, but like, go visit the uh, Lincoln Memorial. They call it a temple, right? Things are done on purpose. It's, it's not coincidence yep. that they decided to call the Lincoln Memorial a temple, right? And just the language yep. that they use uh, on some of the writings that are in there. I don't know. I, there's well, what's the do you have any other update on Afghanistan no I, oh there is one more thing do we want do we want to play okay. it I'm not gonna play it let, let me just say that nah it, the, mili- the, the military this. basically gets asked if they um uh what was it if it what they're gonna do about like all the weapons that were left there and the guy's basically like I don't know the clips yeah, in the show notes. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, we don't. I don't have. It's an just the Taliban. And this guy, like, I'm like, hey, can I get some of them though? I mean, I paid for them. Uh, yeah, Major uh, General Hank Taylor, this guy who's got like a million badges on his chest, right? And he gets asked a simple question about all of the weaponry left behind, and he goes, "I don't, I don't have an answer for you." 
I, you know, and you're like, this is there. There is no weapons left. <clears throat> yeah, I mean, he's lying. He's he's covering <laughs> yeah. something up. They send him out there to basically uh, play defense. And the Taliban took pictures and all the all the gear they left. Behind. Yeah, that's funny. The 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 one with the, where they're holding the ice cream, like mocking Joe Biden. Yes, dude. I, yeah, I mean, it, uh, that no was matter, so good. No matter how you feel about the whole entire situation, a lot of the mockery coming the way of the U.S. is well deserved. Uh, yep. You know, 20, 20 years too long, and uh, they, we don't have anything to show for it, but two trillion dollars that. Uh, you know, of taxpayer money that got wasted. Uh, you know, they're trying to take away your handgun in the United States, but uh, they left automatic weapons, helicopters, uh, you know, who knows what. Drones. Yeah, all sorts of stuff over there. Now, I have heard the helicopter thing probably isn't going to end up being a big deal because of the maintenance that's required on those things. But, I mean, that's a small yeah. thing. I mean, I, there's probably, oh, man, who knows. I, it'd be interesting to see if they there was some sort of, like, tally of all the things that were left over there, if somebody takes the time to figure all that out, so. Mm. All right, man. Well, we can end it there. Um, what a wild week. Wild, man. It's uh, getting wilder. You know what's so funny, too, is that it, it, if you go back and you listen to the end of last week's episode, I said, I'm sure we're going to wake up in the morning and something crazy is going to happen. And I'm pretty sure the next day is when the Taliban just <laughs> like swept the rest of the <laughs> yeah, country. Yeah, you're right. That is... <laughs> Oh man, we'll Ugh. probably go to sleep tonight and wake up to something crazy tomorrow. Too. I know, I know. Bitcoin's doing well. Crypto's on a rebound yeah. for now, so hopefully it stays that way. All right, man. Well, thank you guys for listening. Uh, don't forget, you can find in the show notes just all the ways that you can help support us. Um, email us if you have questions, comments, uh, anything you want to want to talk to us about, or if there's a, a topic you'd like us to to specifically dig into, something maybe we, that we just haven't had time to do or that we've missed. Um, you know, feel free to always send us reports or anything that you happen to Correct find. Correct us too yeah. if we mess up on something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But other than that. Uh, We'll see you guys, or we'll, you know, we'll be back next week for another episode. Have a great week. Politics ruins everything. Tell me what's worse than learning all that you led to believe was all horse crap. They distort, so question as if you Warshack. Horsemen, horsemen, and they've long been having the course mapped. It ain't that you can't see, cause you can find it, homes, it's that you don't want to. You cope by putting the blinders on. I've been trying to find some kind of way, but I've kind of known that y'all would rather whine and latch to nonsense, cause your mind is gone. I can't save every person, and politicking is bringing the worst out the very earth. And every perk of living on this turf is being chipped at and nerfed, but I can't sit back and lurk. I've got to hit back, I'm certain it's my purpose. It's a beautiful thing too. Uh. Hold up. Yeah. Hey. Hey. Looking at the technological advances. I used to be on dial up looking for answers. Now what underappreciating was candid. And 20 years later, we got computers that hand fit. Used to be playing Sega Genesis with bros. Now I'm gaming with some folks on the other side of the globe. Used to go through a label if you trying to blow. Now people got more options on the table, got a post. Social media got us connected as ever on every medium. Should be more righteous and clever, but what we see in this communication is error and still the devious. Evil's immediate, tedious that you gotta be remediate. Cause idiots get heebie jeebies.
enemies in the event that they don't agree with you Try to ruin your whole life Cause you say what they dislike God forbid y'all disagree without a fight The type of stuff that will clear up if you lighten up Jack, your trifle subject Your life would right if you give up that You're mad at nothing, not adding up when You're sad enough at a sad sack that gets aggravated And now you pay it forward Let people make your blood boil Emotions firing like microwave foil Or the oil, they annoy you You add another's neck for the wrong reasons Election years now seeming like full-blown seasons Man Politics ruin, or rather control your whole life, man. You gonna be a miserable person, straight up. And unfortunately, that's where we're at. A lot of people are consumed by this, and it's driving them crazy. And they hate their neighbors. Sad.